Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Kelsey Groom, who's known by most as a singer alongside her husband, Caleb, and their duo, Caleb and Kelsey. She also considers herself a stay-at-home mom with a majority of her time spent raising three beautiful children in Nashville. Kelsey is an enthusiastic adrenaline junkie who craves deep, meaningful relationships and below-the-surface conversations. In today's episode, we talk about her book, Over It, Forgetting Who You're Expected to Be and Becoming Who You Already Are. In this book, Kelsey invites you into her life to talk to you about the ridiculous expectations of who you're supposed to be and encourages you to embrace the beautiful realities of who you already are. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you so much, James. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Oh, thank you. I'm really looking forward to this. We had a wonderful uh, talk in the pre-call, so I know you and I are going to just probably laugh the whole time, but which is great. We probably will. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you and Caleb even meet? So um, at the time, this is a funny story. At the time, I was in a girl group, and he was in a boy uh-huh. band, and we had a mutual friend, and we landed ourselves at a Halloween party back in like 2012, I think, oh and <laughs> it all started there. I was Ginger Spice, that and he met me as Ginger Spice, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it all started. <laughs> that is a circle. <laughs> the Lifetime movie then began. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I was listening to separate music and obviously you don't need me to tell you this, but you both are so, so talented. What was the one that I just listened to was uh, dance, dance with me, dance, um, dance with me. Yes. That's our yes, that's original. The, yeah. That was gorgeous. And I was Thank listening you. to it. I was like, Oh my gosh, it was really, really pretty. Thank so I'm so really, much. yeah. Appreciate yeah. It. Yeah. That's of one course. Of my faves too, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. What inspires the two of you when you write? 
I don't do a lot of the writing to be mm-hmm. uh, totally transparent that that's Caleb, mostly Caleb. I mm-hmm. have, I mean, I'm, I'm a writer and author, obviously. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, um, about on some levels, <laughs> yes, more of that to come, but as, as it pertains to the music, that's kind of Caleb's bag. And I just, mm-hmm. I just do the singing. So. And um, that's why you both are the perfect duo. <laughs> it, it's like the perfect team. Yeah. Perfect duo. He tells me when to sing, I sing and it works out. It works out for everybody. So it's kind of a little bit of everything. I mean, inspiration yeah. from all over. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, let's start just into your book because there's so much I want to cover with it. Um, you went through a lot of things in your life and we get to see who you are today and how you were able to make that transformation to become Kelsey. So uh, the book is called Over It, Forgetting Who You're Expected to Be and Becoming Who You Already Are. How, how did you, you know, because from what I read, you kind of grew up, in, you grew up in the church. There's all these expectations that were um, told that you had to be and you went through a lot and you overcame a lot. So why don't you tell us how did this book even come about? Absolutely. So I am a pastor's kid. And if you're listening to this and you're a pastor's kid, then I don't need to explain to you kind of, yes, he's he's like, hello, I relate already. (laughs) But I don't have to explain to you, James, the, this kind of fishbowl effect idea, right? That you're living in a fishbowl and everyone can see you and everyone's watching you. Um, I think I grew up learning at a very young age that people expected something of me, expected Mm -hmm. me to be a certain thing. And that that certain thing happened to be a really put together version of myself. There wasn't ever a whole lot of room to be messy. And so I think I, I just learned at an early age and operated out of a place of this is what's expected of me. This is who I need to be for people to accept me and love me. And so mm-hmm. I think it started really little for me. And unfortunately, it was it with the, the, like the snowball effect, you know, that it just yeah, kind of, of became course. it manifested in different ways the older that I got. Um, mm-hmm. But this kind of need to live up to the expectations of people created this internal monster because what was happening was mm-hmm. I'm human and I am messy and I'm not OK. But on the outside, there was this this front I am okay. Mm -hmm. I can be okay if I look okay. And I, you know, I can be put together if I need to be. And so I did that. But this internal war that was happening inside me was I just want to be known for where I am right now, even though it's not pretty and it's not put together. Um, Mm -hmm. So I became this person that carried around secrets because I couldn't let people know that I was messy, you know, that there was more to me than this perfect exterior. And so mm-hmm. ultimately it led me down a really, really dark road. I mean, I went to a Christian school in college after high school and I met a boy and um, I allowed him to tell me who I was and who mm-hmm. he needed me to be because I had kind of done this my whole life. I yeah. allowed yeah, exactly. other people mm-hmm. to tell me, this is who you are, Kelsey. This is who we need you to be. This is how we need you to show up in the world. And most of that obviously was nonverbal. Like it wasn't people actually mm-hmm. saying to me with words, yeah, of uh, Kelsey, this is the version of you that we need. This is the version that's acceptable to us. Um, it was just kind of this understood unspoken message that I absorbed growing up. And the way that that played out in college was um, really abusive. I I landed myself in an abusive relationship um, and it was abusive in every way. Sexually, it was abusive physically and, you know, mentally and all of the things. And it was very traumatic. Um, And the reality is if I went into that relationship with confidence and knowing a sense of who I was, I don't think I could have been led down that road. But um, you know, ultimately it 
I got out right in time. I mean, we, we were engaged, me and this man, and I managed to escape that relationship. And um, unfortunately, I didn't feel like I could share what had happened to me for a very long time. Um, then I was presented with an opportunity to move to Nashville. I was in a girl group for a time. And um, to me, it felt like the vehicle to do music. You know, it was this opportunity. It kind of just fell in my lap. I took it, I ran with it, and it brought me here to Nashville. And I thought I could start over when I moved here. No one knew who I was. No one knew my past. No one knew what I'd been through with that man. It was kind of, it felt like an opportunity for me to kind of just turn the page. And um, as you well know, and probably everybody listening to this, what you don't deal with in the past catches up with you in the present. Certainly does. Um, And my baggage followed me here and I didn't get that new beginning that I so desperately wanted. Um, You know, all of the bones in my closet resurfaced when I moved here. And ultimately, you know, I... I pursued a destructive lifestyle out of a place of brokenness and I yeah. found alcohol and I, you know, I found more boys and more people mm-hmm. who were bad for me. I mean, sure. who had no interest really in who I was as a person, but more what I could offer them, you know, and what it's, benefit yeah. I could be to them, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so oh. go ahead. No, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm just gonna say this real fast. And well, first off, thank you so much for sharing all that because it's it's very personal. And so I appreciate your vulnerability and transparency and talking about that. I mean, it's funny because you're doing the opposite of what you were the culture that you were raised in told you you should do. So the fact right. is, you're literally saying, "This is me. Take me or leave me." Right. And I love me, and this is what right. I have to offer. So that is that's amazing. You know, sometimes when people have those baggages, uh, the baggage or the the skeletons in the closet. It's when we don't deal with it, then we use external versions of our five senses to then take care of that. So we have, you know, drinking, yes. promiscuity, you know, all of, all those five senses are used. And so it's so easy to use the five senses to say, oh, I don't have to deal with it. So just realize that the more of your five senses you use or the more distractions you have, those, the, the internal um, self gets, it gets more wounded and wounded and wounded because now yes. it takes on a life of itself. So now all of a sudden I'm overindulging in this or I'm, I'm meeting all these people I shouldn't meet or I'm doing this mm-hmm. and that. And so then the baggage then becomes more and more and more. And so I think Absolutely. that's one of the most difficult things. Absolutely. Yeah. It- you know, another ref- another reframe with the baggage is what I always tell people is baggage is, it's not the actions, it's the how we view ourselves in that event. So yes. whatever happens, yeah, whatever happens, it's this is who I was. And so this is who I was. So this is my label, the label that's right. been given to me or I've given to myself. And so now all of a sudden I'm the, you know, if I, if someone sees a bad, I'm the divorced person or I'm the, the yes. laid off person or, or I'm the depressed person or I'm this. And that's not who you are. It's simply an event. It becomes your identity. So I always tell people, exactly. So to separate yeah. the two things, because this is an event, James, you went through this but now look at you today. That That's adds right. up. You know, I always tell people as well as every event is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. Those puzzle pieces all link together to create the tapestry or the picture of who I am today. Absolutely. I, like myself. I didn't like That's those things, but I like analogy. Beautiful yeah. analogy. I love that so much. And it's true. I think we do in the weak places, the weak moments in our lives, we, we tend to label ourselves even sometimes when mm-hmm. we you know, go through something traumatic or we, we have deep regret over decisions that we've made. It becomes so much what we walk around seeing ourselves as, you know, oh, I'm the girl who was sexually abused. I'm the girl Mm -hmm. who lost everything because I made bad choices, you know, and it just becomes Mm -hmm. this identity that you walk around with. But, um, you know, for me, 
fortunately, the story didn't end there. You know, um, it did get worse before it got better. Yeah. I mean, I'll be totally transparent in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what tends to happen when we don't deal with trauma, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't when I first moved to Nashville. And it ultimately led me to a very dark suicidal night here in, in town. And um, a phone call timed perfectly from my dad, uh, a divine moment in time, yes. uh, saved my life. And, wow. you know, that was the beginning that I call them movie moments, like these moments in our lives that are like frozen in time that kind of mm-hmm. shift the entire trajectory of yeah, where you're headed. Exactly. And that yeah. phone call from my dad was that for me. It Things started like that, that night on that bridge was rock bottom for me. Mm. Um, and it took me getting there to that place to recognize that I was there. You know, this yes. was yeah. the bottom and I can only go up from here, you know? And I, I think in that moment, I, I didn't make a conscious decision that my life was worth living, but that phone call from my dad triggered something in me to know just maybe there is something better yeah. on the other side of all of yeah. this for me, you know? And wow. then um, it took finding the right people to get help. I mean, I got professional mm-hmm. help. I found an amazing counselor therapist and I worked sure. for months and months and months through the trauma that I'd been through in college and never dealt with. It had been over mm-hmm. a year since I'd cut off that relationship. And before I ever said a word to another human being about what actually happened with him. Wow. And when I first uttered that to my counselor and I told him everything, that was the first wall coming down, the first step toward healing, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. the more I got to be known by the people who loved me in my life, my parents, my my brothers, my, you know, small circle of friends, I started to let them in. And I started to allow myself to be known for everything mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. not everything I wasn't. And when I started to realize that I was still loved in that place, it became easier and easier, you know, to open up. And I think, I mean, looking back at that time, there was a real conversation that I had with my mom, um, after coming clean to her about my trauma Mm -hmm. of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And I I told her, mom, I'll never share this story with anyone outside of this small tight knit community that I've already shared it with. And she was like, okay, baby, that's okay. But I just want you to know, I think someday you will. And I think that someday God will use this story to help somebody yes. come in behind you. And mothers, as they often are, she was right. <laughs> Which now and you are as well. <laughs> and, you know, a decade later, sharing my story as publicly as no, it gets right. in a book, yeah. you know. And um, it's, you know, I, I look back at that time when I promised myself I would never do this. And I broke that promise. And it's the only promise in my life to this day that I am grateful that I broke, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a good place to be on the other side of trauma. There is healing. And I am walking proof of that. I am. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a beautiful story. A very painful story, but beautiful nonetheless on the other side. What would you, what would you tell Kelsey 10 years ago? What advice would you give her? What, what, what would you do or say to her? You know, I think my, it makes me sad to think about that girl. Um, that many years ago, I don't recognize her anymore because she don't live here no more, (laughs) you know, um, but if I could go back in time and say something to her, I would say, Kelsey, you are already enough just as you are 
You are already loved by the one who created you, which makes you inherently good enough. And you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to put on any fronts. You can show up in the world as you are. And that is enough. That's enough. And I think if, if I would have believed that about myself at that time, Mm -hmm. things may have played out differently, but you know, I'm not a person that lives with regret. I believe Mm -hmm. that, um, what I went through was for a purpose and I wouldn't be who mm-hmm. I am today without yeah. those experiences as painful as they yeah. were. I'm grateful for them sure. now. And it goes back to the, the, the jigsaw puzzle pieces that we were talking about earlier. It links 100%. together to who you are today. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. With having, having three beautiful children, you and Caleb, the, uh, what your parents, obviously your family obviously loved and cared about you and amazing parents. Unfortunately, sometimes yeah. that culture, of not them, of just in certain settings can cause us to feel like we have to, yeah, have to feel, look a certain way. How do you, for your own kids, how did the two of you, you and Caleb make sure that that is not repeated in your own family system? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I wish I had a really concrete answer. My, my kids Mm -hmm. are one, three and four years old. So they're still really little, but these are things, Mm -hmm. it's such a good question because these are topics that we are already, Caleb and I are already discussing in great depth. How are we going to raise our kids? Because here's the reality. I grew up in a very conservative Christian evangelical environment that told me, um, subliminally, um, that I needed to be perfect. You know, and, and I don't, I can assure you that we will not raise our kids in um, a belief system that teaches those things verbally or otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. But the reality, and this is where I feel like every single person who is within the earshot of my voice right now can relate to this, whether you grew up in a conservative Christian environment or not, and had those expectations placed on you, or if you didn't, the reality is you're living in it now. Like we are all scrolling these expectations. If you weren't, if they weren't pushed on you as a kid, they're being pushed on you now. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Everywhere you turn, every direction you turn your head, there are expectations. There are standards of which we present ourselves. We carry ourselves, what we eat, how we dress, how we look, what our weight is, like your body image, how you, um, just how you show up in the world. Like these expectations yeah. are loud and clear, you know, in our culture yeah. and society today. And I think to answer your question, as it pertains to my children, I want them to know that these standards are unattainable. You were yeah. never meant to even try to live up to what culture is telling us is the baseline. Mm-hmm. Screw the baseline. It doesn't exist. Like (laughs) you are enough because you exist. Like the fact Mm -hmm. that you are here in the world, leaving footprints, learning as you go, like falling down, getting back up again. That is, that is the human experience, right? Like that's how it was meant to be. Like Like no one expects you to be perfect. No one expects you to show up looking a certain way, they'll tell you that. But I, as your mom, am here to tell you that's, those are lies. Yeah, like those are you lies. are enough because you are a child of God, period. Mm. Yes. Period. Fearfully and wonderfully made. That's right. That's exactly right. So I think yeah. 
you know, will it be an easy message? Will it be an easy thing for me to teach my kids? No, I'm going to stumble my way through it, but yeah, of course, mercy, I'm going to try, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the most important thing, you know, it's without, without trying, you know, obviously people will succumb to whatever the norm is. And unfortunately, like you said, society has us returned to that norm. That's right. So every time, yeah. every time. Yeah. So I'm just here to tell them, you know, like, and I, I think it's important too, especially for the women who are listening to this, mm-hmm. you know, girls out there, you are worthy of love. You are worthy yes. to be loved. You are worthy of, of language and words that are life-giving. And whatever you see when you look in the mirror, what I want you to know is that it's good enough. It is yes. fear, like, as you just quoted so beautifully, the word of God, fearfully and wonderfully made. That is the truth. The world will tell you all kinds of other, other things. You just have to remember mm-hmm. you are fearfully, wonderfully made and you're enough. You're enough. Exactly. Yeah. And I love how I love, I was just watching you as you're talking, just the, the you're so impassioned about that because of the, the comparison, the juxtaposition between who you were 10 years ago and 10 years plus before. And then now I'm just, in my mind, I was doing a kind of a comparison there. And yeah, the one side of you would not even be able to probably even look at me, even talk to me. And then here you're like, yes, you are this. And I just love that <laughs> yes. because it really shows how much, how much the transformation is for you. I've come so a long on this way. Side, on this, yeah, exactly. So on this side of the camera, I just want to really encourage you and empower you. That's so that's an amazing thing. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I'm just my first time meeting you, but I was so proud of you to see the transformation. And not only that, but just you. now you you teach others, you teach your, your kids. This is this part of your new platform is to really instill that that you are more than enough. You know, as as yes. what what we've been given, we have a purpose and a plan for each of our lives, and that's specific to each one of us. And so when we know that that I'm here for a reason. You're here for a reason. That's right. My listeners and viewers, you're here for a reason. And when you can That's recognize right. that, that your reason is your reason. It's not mine. It's not Kelsey's. It's right. yours. And that becomes really exciting. She's like, wow, what, what is my reason? And so that yes. creates that excitement. Of, I now get to look for that. And so as you rec- as, as, the, as people really listen to what your message is, that you are more than enough, or you are enough, then all of a sudden it starts to really help them say, well, if I'm enough, Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do this. Right. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh! And so it's, it's such an amazing, this guy such an amazing is the limit for all of us. Yeah. Yes. Really like is. there is only one you. So that's beautiful. Yes. You know, yeah. take up space really in is. the world. That's that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Kelsey, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. The time literally flew by. If it my listeners want to find more, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. If my listeners want. Of course. If my listeners want to find out more, more information about you, to to listen to all to you and Caleb's music, uh, to purchase this book, over it, forgetting who you're expected to be and becoming who you already are, where will they find all this information online? Yeah, so I'm going to keep it super easy. You can find Caleb and I's music anywhere you listen to music. I mean, streaming, it's on iTunes, Spotify, all the things, all the platforms. And the same goes for my book. Wherever books are sold, you can find over it. Um, there is a website. I do have a website. It's thekelseygrim.co. If you want to just head to the website, you can also see all of those things there. You can buy the book, you can hear the music, hear the story, hear the heart behind the why and all of that kind of good stuff. So it's all there. Wonderful. Well, my listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with all of Kelsey's information. Kelsey, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. I had a wonderful thank time with you so today. Thank you so much, James. The pleasure was mine. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap 
watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.